You are listening to the Passion City Church podcast. To learn more about Passion City Church, including our gathering times in Atlanta and Washington, D.C., visit us online at passioncitychurch.com. Today's talk comes from Pastor Louis Giglio. I'm going to preach just for a couple minutes. Uh, we've been in this series, Putting an Extra Anxiety. We almost didn't do it. Um, we re-released this uh, little resource. The resource has been around since, I think, Goliath Must Fall, actually. And we updated it and expanded it and re-released it. And we were thinking, let's put a few messages around it. And then as we were thinking through that, we're like, ah, you know, we've talked about anxiety so many different ways here. We released a little thing on worry recently. Uh, Don't give the enemy a seat at your table. Everybody knows my story with anxiety and depression. And so let's don't do that. And then just at the last minute, I thought the Lord said, no, we're going to do that. So we did, and I am so glad we did. Man, I I don't know that um, I'm kind of in that zone where I just think we need, if possible, and I know this is not possible, but if it were to just take that word out of our vocabulary, I feel like it's just gotten, uh, you know, too much space. And when I say that, I'm not minimizing anxiety. I'm not saying we should act like it doesn't exist. I'm definitely not in the camp of saying you should just have more faith. You should just believe God more. I just, you know, that's just not helpful for people that are struggling. And it is true that you should have more faith and you should believe God more. That's very true. And God is bigger and he's able and he heals and delivers. But when somebody's in a critical moment... Um, that's not what they need to hear. And they might need actually to have help. And I think that I just, I don't want to prescribe anything. I I say this every single time and I forever will. I am not a doctor. I am not a psychologist or a psychiatrist or a therapist. I don't have any credentials of any kind. So you can just chunk uh, my opinion out the window. But when, when you're in a critical place, you need help. And I think that uh, people of faith shouldn't make people decide, do you want to have faith or do you want to get help? I think people of faith should say, well, God is a physician and he made physicians. You know, when your toilet breaks, people don't just say, well... Guess y'all should pray more. <laughs> you do believe in miracles, right? <laughs> and I say that tongue in cheek, but I want to I want us to just always acknowledge that God is a healer. And his his plan for us his plan for us is to be well. And so we should always trust that. Even if it doesn't happen overnight, doesn't happen in five minutes, or maybe even in five years, that we should never lose hope that God's plan for us is to be of sound mind. That's his plan. 
So we want to just wrap today uh, with a thought. And uh, I want to kind of mash these things up one more time in saying that you can take care of yourself and you can be anchored in the Almighty. I read this article, and if this was the only talk today, you'd really need to find another church. But it's not the only part of the talk, but it is, I think, very interesting. I, I read this article, uh, 22 Ways to Calm Yourself Down, which sounds a little bit, you know, could make you anxious just knowing there's 22 ways. <laughs> so some of you are like, oh man, I wish you just said like there's one thing you can do real quick. <laughs> Number one, breathe. Remember the first talk? Ruah. The breath of God. I'm telling you, these people that write articles on mental health, where do you think they get this stuff? They get it from the one who is wisdom himself. Nobody's making anything up that God doesn't already know about that's going to help you be of sound mind. And at the top of most lists is going to be breathe. And then you're like, well, how do you breathe? Well, I'll tell you, the best way to breathe is to get the breath of God, the ruah of God, the spirit of God in your lungs. That's how you learn how to breathe. The second thing, admit that you are anxious. We're going to talk about that in just a second. Because anxiety sometimes, and, and I don't know, anxiety means a lot of different things to a lot of different people, and I think we call, a lot, we call everything now anxiety, but a lot of anxiety comes from pride. For example, I think the last thing that pushed me in the hole that I fell in, Kyle, is, um, <laughs> was control. I didn't realize how much of a controller I was until a few things happened in that season of life. And I think the inability to control things, there I went. And you know what? At the root of control is pride. And I think at the root underneath some anxiety is pride. And I think these people are right. You have to admit that you're anxious. And a lot of times prideful people won't even admit that they're anxious. Uh, Number three, challenge your thoughts did a whole book on that called Don't Give the Enemy a Seat at Your Table. You've got to examine every thought that comes into your mind. You can't control thoughts from coming in your mind, but you can examine them and decide how long they stay in your mind. And by challenging the thoughts, uh, this article was just saying things like, uh, you know, is it really going to be that bad? Uh, what if the worst case happened, then could I survive that and move on in life? I'm, I'm going to actually talk back to this thing. Number four, I'm going to really lean into this one today. Release the anxiety. Uh, They recommended that you go for a run, get some exercise. Uh, Just for free, if you don't want to read the article, they recommend that uh, you not take out your anger by boxing things because that makes you focus on being more angry. I'd never heard that before. Those of you who go to the boxing thing and punch all of your anger out. Uh, Number five, visualize yourself calm. Now, that sounds kind of like, you know, it's too positive, too touchy-feely. Number six, think through it. Highly recommend that. Number seven, change your focus. I think we did a whole message last week about looking up. Uh, Number eight, have a centering object. They recommended a rock that you could sit on your desk and hold. 
I'm going to recommend a better centering object in just a minute. No, no, no knocking the rocks, but, uh, or if you've got something in your pocket that you like to hold on to, or they said a stuffed animal, but I have a centering object I'm going to recommend in just a minute. Relax your body. I liked this one. Drop your shoulders. Man, they talked about when you drop your shoulders in the article that it makes your posture better and it lifts your head up. I was like, hmm, text neck. <laughs> um, identify pressure points. Get some fresh air. I think we talked about that one, the simple pleasures of life. Um, and then they kind of go downhill from here, but um, not, not downhill, but just uh, fuel your body. In other words, if you're dehydrated, it does add to uh, anxiousness. Chew gum. Uh, listen to music. I, no, so we're not going way downhill because we talked about worship and how powerful worship is and anxiety. Listen to music. There it is right there. What kind of music? Well, I would recommend listening to something that's good. I don't think heavy metal is probably going to lower the anxiety. Uh, number 16, dance it out. I did not expect you to be the dance it out guy of all the people in here. Got two for one on that one. I was talking to one guy. I got two guys. Uh, watch funny videos. Write it down. Could be helpful. Squeeze a stress ball. Try aromatherapy. Seek social support um, or spend time with a pet. So I want to just focus on a couple and what the scripture says to us in 1 Peter 5. It says, humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. Cast all your anxiety on him. Because he cares for you. So the very best thing to do with your anxiety is not to numb it. It's not to ignore it. It's not to give in to it. It's definitely not to feed it or to try to control it. The best thing to do with your anxiety is to humbly cast it on the one who cares for you. So I want you to focus on these words with me. The first one is humble. To humble is to say, I can't, but you can. And to humble is to recognize that God has a mighty hand. Most of our anxiety is us having amnesia about or not trusting in or having never experienced the fact that God's hand is mighty. Therefore, God can handle it. Handle what? Whatever you're anxious about. 
And to humble ourselves means to just say out loud, you know what? I cannot do it. I can't control it. I can't stop it. I'm not in charge of it. But I do have an option. I can humble myself under the mighty hand of God. And I believe someone's word today in this journey we're on is going to be humble yourself. Just get down low under the mighty hand of God and say, I refuse to onboard the responsibility to work out every outcome in the world. The second word is cast. And so when they said to, um, to release it, to release the anxiety, that was number four. How? Did you... you Experienced probably what I've experienced. I, I released it, and then you know I, I took it right back. I, I, I did set it down, but then ah, I better take that back. And there's just this give and take of yes, there's a lot of releasing going on, but there's also a lot of taking it back. And I think we've got to find a destination where we can absolutely lay it down. And the invitation today from God himself is to cast all of our anxiety on him. Just chunk it on him. Cast it on him. It's not a polite little, you know, I've really been stressed out about a few things. I wrote them down on a piece of paper and I, I just wanted, if I could just give these to you. That doesn't look like casting to me. I think casting looks like an absolute transfer with all the intensity we have. I'm going to throw this off. But not just throwing it off. I'm throwing it on to you because you invited me to. Because the things that a lot of us are anxious about are very important things. And the people that we're anxious about mean a whole lot to us. And you don't want to just haphazardly say, you know what? I'm sorry your marriage is going under, but I ain't worrying about that anymore. I am just chunking that. No. You're saying, I, I, I don't know. You guys need a miracle, or we need a miracle, or they need a miracle, or they need a miracle. I'm going to offload, though the responsibility for being the miracle worker onto the almighty God. And then he makes two promises or two things can happen in this verse. Number one, he says he'll lift you up in the right time. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God and he will lift you up at the right time. In other words, he's gonna bring you up out of the heap on the floor and at the end of the day, in the story of God, you're going to be standing on a rock. This is what he promises. If you will humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, your story will end with you standing on the rock of Christ. Cast your anxiety on him. And we've looked at this word before, but you need to see it one more time. 
it comes from this Greek word, merimna. Its root is merizo. You say, why do I care about that? Because merizo means to divide. So if you dig this word up, it means properly that it's apart or separated from the whole. Figuratively, it is to worry and anxiety again means dividing and fracturing a person's being into parts. So when God wrote this to you, that's what he knew was going on inside of you. That you were being pulled apart on the inside, fractured on the inside. That's why we say, I was worried to pieces. Where'd that come from? Right there. When your neighbor says that, they don't even know any Greek words. Man, we were just worried to pieces. Well, that's very biblical what you're saying right there because that is the root of the word anxiety is to divide. Divide our mind, divide our peace, divide our heart, our soul, our well-being, just to pull it apart. And how do you get it back together? You get it back together when you realize when I cast this on the Almighty, I do that knowing that the Almighty cares for me. He doesn't just care about the thing that I'm anxious about. He cares for me. Cast your cares on Him because He cares for you. And so all of a sudden it clarifies and you're like, why am I so anxious about this when the almighty God of the universe cares for me? And I want you to picture today the almighty God putting his arms around you and telling you, I've got you. I got you. And I've got everything that's trying to pull you apart. I got that too. And I want your answer to anxiety to be Yahweh cares for me. Yeah, breathe, chew gum. Get a squeeze ball. There's nothing wrong with that. Go outside. Get some fresh air. Look up. Dance it out if you need to. But nothing will trump. Yahweh cares for me. So I'm going to humble myself. I'm going to get down low, and I'm going to say, God, I can't. I'm sorry that I acted like a control freak. I know that it's not honoring you when I do that. So I'm sorry. I'm going to humble myself. Under your mighty hand, I'm I'm just going to say out loud, your hand is strong. Your hand is able. Your hand is pierced. Your hand is powerful. Your hand is loving. Your hand is global in reach. 
your hand can pluck someone out of the pit and put them on a rock. Your hand can hold back a thousand. I'm going to humble myself under the mighty hand of God. I'll let you decide when and how, but I believe I'm going to stand because I believe you're going to lift me up. And I'm going to cast. Here it comes. I'm just casting. I'm just doing a lot of casting, it seems like, right now. I'm just in a casting season right now. Oh, my word. Here it comes again. I can sense it rising up inside of me. My chest is tightening. My breath is shortening. I can feel the weight coming now. I'm going to just cast this on you, Father. And I'm going to remember right now that you care for me. Anybody forgotten that Yahweh cares for you? Anyone forgotten that? Just show a hand, maybe just a little. Anyone forgotten that? Anyone? I've got six people. Anyone else forgotten that? It's just a question. I'm just looking for... It's amazing how easy it is to forget that. And to start operating out of nobody cares for me. I got, I got this on my own. I got to do this by myself. I got to figure this out somehow because nobody else cares. And somehow the enemy causes us to have massive spiritual amnesia and we forget that God cares for me. And I'm just going to agree that he does. I don't even know if I feel like it. The circumstances definitely don't seem like they're applauding it. But there's uh, there's scars in his wrist and his feet in his side and I'm going to let that be my guide today my God cares for me if you were encouraged by today's talk be sure to rate us and hit subscribe on iTunes, Spotify and wherever you stream your podcasts to experience other talks videos and live gatherings visit us online at passioncitychurch.com or download the Passion Movement app. And again, thanks for listening to the Passion City Church Podcast.